Hey everybody, welcome back. It's been a long time uh, since our last episode, and I'm sorry about that. But life here got pretty busy for me, and I needed to take a break. So let's catch back up. The last two episodes, we have talked about how to get healthily, get through suffering. Uh, we started with the idea that you must put your hope in Jesus and the salvation he brought for you. Believers can always trust that no matter what suffering comes here on earth, we'll be able to have that perfect resting place at the end of it all. The next episode was on how that hope should become joy and that abiding was crucial for receiving that joy. So today, we will finish the series off with giving God glory through suffering. In this episode, we'll be in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and starting in verses 1 through 6. Therefore, having this ministry by the mercy of God, we do not lose heart. But we have renounced disgraceful, underhanded ways. We refuse to practice cunning or tamper with God's words, but by the open statement of the truth, we would commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In their eyes, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, with ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, let light shine out of the darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So verse 1 speaks to the idea of having your hope set on Jesus. Then in verse 2, Paul explains that he doesn't change or distort the word of God when evangelizing. And in verse 3 and 4, he explains that if people don't believe the undistorted gospel, it is because Satan, referred to as God of the world, has blinded them to the glory of Jesus. He explains in verse 5 that this must be true, for the message they proclaim is from God. Then in verse 6, he uses a metaphor of Jesus' glory shining like a light in the hearts of believers. He furthers the metaphor in verse 7 through 12. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may be manifest in our bodies. So we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifest in our mortal flesh. So death is in work at us, but life in you. This part of the passage is the main thrust of today's episode, and to explain, I'll try to work out the metaphor out completely. So let's start with the beginning. We have a light. This light represents the glory of God, which is in, lives inside of us. And in the metaphor, we are represented by a jar of clay. Now, we don't have jars of clay anymore, but as I am sure you can imagine, they were fragile and weak. If they were dropped or hit, they'd be cracked and break very easily and the contents would spill out and couldn't be contained anymore so in a sense suffering cracks and break us apart 
so people won't see us, but they will see the beautiful, unending glory of God. When suffering comes, we not only refuse to give up, but have full joy despite our circumstances. People will see something they cannot explain. Where does this hope come from? How are you like this? And how can I have what you have? And these questions will serve to compound your joy when you get to explain that Jesus is your reason for unending joy. For Paul explains that we not only demonstrate the glory of God, but we should speak in verses 13 through 15. Since we have the same spirit of faith according to what is written, I believed and so I spoke. We also believe and we also speak, knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bring us with you into his presence. For it is all for your sake, so that as grace extends to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. So through suffering, by action and by word, give glory to God. And as always, I leave you with a challenge. Believers, take time to give thanks this week. No matter what your circumstance is, good or bad, give thanks to God. Because even in the worst of times, there is still much to thank God for. Not least of these, your salvation. So try to make a list and really challenge yourself to think as much as you can. And give glory to God in your thanksgiving. And take that to heart. Take your thanksgiving to heart and live it in your daily life. For those of you who don't believe, think of your suffering suffering you have now or suffering from the past. Then think about how these ideas from the past three episodes could have changed your outlook during those times. Could that suffering been redeemed for a greater purpose? Did your hope produce joy in the midst of the pain? Then consider the word of the Lord and see if trusting and setting your hope on Jesus, who died for your sins, would give you a joy that lasts through all suffering. Thanks, and as always, you can email me at d.g.kingly at outlook.com.